If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your Daily Dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, August 1st. Welcome to August, everyone. August is a fun month. It's a hot month. It's a busy month. It's also the last month of of summer break for us. Um, My kids only start school on August 30th, so if you have any suggestions on what I'm going to do so that I don't go insane, let me know. As you guys know, if you've been watching the show for a while, I've got two boys, eight and 10, and they're a handful. But you know, listen, a mom's got to do what a mom's got to do. I got them in camp every single week, a new camp every single but camp ends around August 17th. And then I have about two weeks to just like be with them, which is really, that sounds really bad, but I also work. So you have to remember that. And I also like being with your kids on an average day and doing things, you end up spending so much money. That's just a side note. Welcome to the show for all of you here that are new. Thank you so much for being here. If you're here on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe below. Give me a little thumbs up and a comment to say hello. And if you're listening on the podcast or Spotify app, please leave a nice review, a rating. And of course, I've got my TikTok community live watching. And if you are following me on Instagram, say hi in the DMs. You guys, yesterday my DMs were going off because I posted one story about going, about questioning, should I say F at all and buy a ticket to Kelly Clarkson for her eight remaining shows, maybe seven now, at Planet Hollywood, Las Vegas. She has a very, very limited run and I would have to buy a plane ticket to go to Vegas. I'd have to probably get a room overnight and then fly right back, right back. And you guys... The amount, I think I got a hundred, at least maybe even more a hundred DMs from you guys saying, do it. Yes. It, life is short. YOLO. The show is amazing. She's amazing. You got to go. You got to go. Yes. A lot of people are saying she's the best concert ever. I am such a huge fan of Kelly Clarkson. I've met her in person before when I worked on Reba, Reba the sitcom Reba. Um, this was before she hooked up with Reba's son, which is just so crazy. Did you guys know Reba is going to be the new Blake Shelton on The Voice? 
Um, I love Reba. She's a wonderful human being. But Kelly Clarkson is so awesome. She's such an incredible performer. Her voice is by far one of the best voices of, of our generation. There's no question. I would love to go see it. You guys were really, really into this idea. You know who wasn't into the idea? My husband. You know, Lance needs to learn stuff here. Lance needs to learn that num- a couple things. Number one, this is my life. Number two, um, Friday or Facebook comments. He he's a Facebook story watcher. A lot of you guys are Instagram story watchers. He's a Facebook story watcher. So he commented just no on that story. Well, little did he know that other people could see it. So then, of course, he like had to comment like a little like happy face. Ha 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 ha. But last night when he came home, he was like, no. Now, I just want to put it out there. I make my own money. I have, uh, you know, control over the decisions I make. I, I, I work hard. I am not, I don't have to ask him for permission, but we do have kids. And when you have kids, it does become a little tricky because then you have to get someone to babysit. You have to get someone to stay over if he's on set, if he's working. He also reminded me that I'm going to see Taylor Swift on Saturday. He reminded me that I'm going to Taylor Swift on Saturday and he's like, that's not enough. And I looked at him straight in the face and I said, no, it's not. It's not enough. So, so anyway. Do I think I'll be able to go? The answer is probably not. Why? Because Lance goes and shoots a show in Mexico this month. And I will have a lot of time to not be, um, that I'm going to be solo parenting, right? So it's going to be a little tricky. So I'm just putting it out there. Don't, don't you all get your hopes up about Kelly Clarkson. Now, if any of you guys have a PJ, private jet, and a hookup to Kelly Clarkson, and then I could be like, Look, I'm staying for free. I'm going to get da, da, da. Talk to me. Speaking of, I'm in conversation with BravoCon and the PR company behind them trying to get some press passes for me. If I can, everything will have worked out so perfectly. So just put out all that good mojo so that we can get out there and, you know, I can be uh, on the case. They don't allow any live podcast recordings in the green room or in the um, red carpet or anything. So it would be more just to cover it, you know, later. But that's the hope. That's the hope with BravoCon. So we've got some stories today. We've got some stories that I want to cover and chat about. Um, Number one, I did finally watch Roni from Sunday night. So tell me in the comments, did you watch Roni? Are you watching Roni? What are your thoughts? I don't want to get into, you know, my show's not a recap show, so I'm not going to sit here and recap scene by scene, but I will give you some of my outstanding thoughts on it. I'll sprinkle some cinnamon in the doorway for good luck, says Sandy. That feels very witch-like, but like Salem trials, but I will. I'll do it. Um, Could I do podcasts in the hotel room with people? I can do everything and anything on my own. I just can't do anything. Like they don't allow any... I'm sure they will allow podcasts in the green room like they let uh, Two T's in a Pod do it last year. Maybe they'll let like a Danny Pellegrino. You know, they have certain podcasts that are very much Bravo approved. And those, I imagine, like Housewives podcasts from the Housewives. I imagine those can do it. But someone like me, you know, I I would never expect something like that yet. Yet. Now, Roni, a um, couple of outstanding thoughts. 
these bees, now I, I, I say that not because I actually think that they are all bees, but these ladies, these bees are such horrible house guests. Okay, so when the episode picks up in the Hamptons, apparently it's not a good part of the Hamptons. It's in Sag, Sag Harbor, um, which just Sag is just, it's getting a lot of press right now, right? You're, if your name is Sag, it's, you're, <laughs> you're in the press a lot. So Sag um, Harbor and this house that Aaron has graciously allowed the crew and the cast to come and be at, which is a big job. If you have ever had house guests, it's so difficult, especially people that maybe you don't know that well that you're trying to impress. There's so many things that are immediately going wrong here, okay? Immediately, people are not happy with the caviar when they show up. This is the last episode. And then we find out at the beginning of this episode that Jenna Lyons left at 1030 at night um, because the house was had no heat upstairs, which by the way, you guys, winter in the Hamptons, it wasn't winter, it was like fall. It looked cold. If it's that cold in your house, you absolutely need um, – if it's that cold in your house, you absolutely need space heaters if you don't have heaters. So like, I don't understand why we didn't immediately get a trip to like Lowe's, uh, a trip to Target, like send someone to um, Home Depot. I was going to say Whole Foods. Home Depot, like get some space heaters in there. Okay. That's number one. No heat. That's very hard, right? It's not nice. It's not cozy when you're in a home that's not like nice and cozy when it's cold out. So I get that. It was also very loud at night. So Jenna Lyons lives drivable distance away. She had a 6.30, allegedly, let's be honest, 6.30 a.m. work call. And she decided instead of doing it here, I'm not sleeping. It's loud. I'm cold. I'm getting in the car. I'm driving to my house, which is close by, taking that call in the morning, and then I'll come back to the house. The way that everyone was so um, offended by this, I was like, are we just like really just pulling at anything we can possibly have drama about in this episode three. It was a little bit um, manufactured and boring drama. Why would you care that much? Really? It wasn't that she left to go back to LA. I mean, back to New York. It wasn't that she never was coming back. She literally just left for the night. Like if I were Aaron, who was really offended by this, I would have just been like, okay, you're lost. I get it. It's cold. It was loud. I'm happy that you're back. This like real drama about, God, I I was hurt. Now it's fine if you're like, I wanted you to stay and I wish you would have just told us it was loud. That's different. But it really did feel like she was holding her accountable for something. Now, that being said, Jessel, oh my gosh, you guys, Jessel. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this season because of Jessel. Jessel to me is quite possibly the worst personality type I know, which is negative, complaining, um lacking self-awareness, snobby, um, ungrateful. I have yet to see anything positive from Jessel. Anything. What's the deal there? Now, apparently, one of you guys told me in my YouTube comments that Jessel was originally cast on Real Housewives of Dallas. Oh, fun fact from a former casting director. You guys, a lot of a lot of people on Reddit and on threads and on YouTube and in comments and stuff, they say Jessel was casted on Real Housewives of, Real Housewives of Dallas. She was casted. They casted me. I was casted. You guys don't say casted. You say cast. Cast is the only form of that word. Just so you guys know. Um, 
So a comment says that was Lizzie. I don't know. Lizzie is the girl that who's no longer on Real Housewives of um, New York. I don't believe I heard Jessel. Jessel's husband used to like work out of Dallas. I believe it was that. I don't know. I just am not a fan. Jessel to me, bye. Can't handle. Um, Uba, love, love, really love her. Sai, she, she, I warmed up on her yesterday. I actually like Sai in the interviews. Erin is the most relatable of them all. She's the most down to earth. She's the most like saying what we think type person, I think. And um, yes, cast. Thank you. Duncan on TikTok says, thank you. Cast. Yet. I know it kills me when people say I was casted. Um, Casted is like metal and like maybe like getting cast into a statue. Um, Okay. Lorda says I can't with Aaron. So Aaron had a little bit of bad press the other day because a lot of people are coming up with this, this, um, this, uh, and this, you know, my show, it's not political. So I'm not going here. All I'm saying is that people are turning on Aaron because of some political sides. I understand her sides because of Israel. I do actually think because she's Israeli, you have to look into the amount of people that are Israeli that vote that way. That's all I'll say about that. I personally did not, but that's all I'll say about that. I just don't, I'm not going to like hate someone on a show because of that right now. No, not going to say it. I'm not, I'm personally not going to hate someone on a show because of that. Now that being said, um, okay. So next, um, Jenna. Jenna is lovely. She is so real and so easy and so down to earth. But I was texting with a girlfriend of mine who was like, I think I'm Jenna because I'm the girl that wants to go to sleep. I'm the girl that doesn't want to go out. I don't want to, I want to just be home alone. You know, lots of social situations drain me and this and that. And I said, Jenna Lyons is an amazing housewife because she's Jenna Lyons. But if you found a girl that was like Jenna Lyons in real life, right? That had nothing to do with any success of J. Crew, that she was just maybe a rich woman and that was her personality. I don't think they would put her on a show like Real Housewives. I think that they put her on because of J. Crew. That being said, she's a breath of fresh, right? She's a fresh of breath, like um uh Teresa says. So I believe that she is a lot of fun. Um, in her own different way. And I, I follow her on Instagram now and it looks like she has a really good time with her her friends and, you know, this group of uh, kind of like fabulous girls and gays out in this yacht that she's out in um, this last weekend. And they're doing dance. They're dancing and they're having a lot of fun. I really like that. And Uba, uh, my buddy Chris says, I love how delusional Uba is. She's fun and just in her own world, but still down to earth. I freaking really like Uba. I like that kind of not taking herself too seriously, knowing how to have fun energy because she's so stunning. She could really have a vibe about her that's like, I'm better than you, but she's not. She's like, I am who I am. I'm nuts. I'm crazy. I'm this. Um, Bryn. So another person or the same Actually, it was Bryn who had said that allegedly she was cast in, she was kind of like supposed to be on Vanderpump Rules years and years ago. She's good friends with Pandora, Lisa Vanderpump's daughter, and she was supposed to be on that show and she ended up not doing it. She didn't want to do reality TV. And then she says that when she got cast on the Roni, um, Pandora sent her a screenshot and was like, really? 
And Bryn said, I'm broke. I need the money. Well, she's not lying about that because it just was released yesterday that, and thank you so much to my buddy who sent it over on my Patreon uh, messages that Bryn owes over $30,000 to the IRS in California, federal and tax. I'm just saying words like federal and tax liens, IRS money tax. She owes a lot of money to the IRS. Um, in for previous years, I think 2021, whatever. That's $30,000. I'm sure she'll be able to pay it off really fast now that she is on the show and maybe not because who knows? I imagine they're getting paid better than, you know, most first season reality stars because it's such a big deal. It's Roni, but who knows? And I think here's my thought on Bryn. My friend Erica's put it perfectly this morning when I was texting with her. She goes, she's the kind of girl that I'd have fun with hanging out one time and then I'd lose her number. Bryn is a lot. I don't personally gravitate towards the Bryns in life. I gravitate towards the Ubas, the Sais, the Aarons. I think those are my people usually in real life. I don't necessarily... um, gravitate towards the Brins. She's a lot. She's um, over the top. She says things for effect. She really wants to make a splash. It's a lot of attention grabbing. It's a lot of, you know, the big over the top flirting, the way she was flirting with Aaron's husband on the phone, even in jest after a few drinks felt a little um, weird. Like it's one thing if she was really, really tight. Cause like we all have those friends, those um, husbands of our friends that like, you're so close with that you can mess around with. I don't get the feeling that Bryn and Aaron are that close, that like they're besties with each other, with the husbands. Like it's a little weird. Yeah. And now she's going to flirt with Aaron's dad. I don't know. I'm not a big Brynny. I'm not a big uh, Brynster. Okay. I a lot of you guys think that she's going to be a villain. I've heard that before. We'll have to see. I guess you do need a personality like hers because other than that, it's pretty, um, it's pretty like nothing right now. It's enjoyable. It's fun to watch. It's also not like, oh my God, stop. I can't believe this is happening. Like, I wonder what's going to happen next season or next week. We're not there yet. Now, OC did release a mid-season trailer that I saw today where you start to see everyone coming, turning on Heather Dubrow. Because I've been wondering, like, why does everyone hate Heather so much? Because you don't see it yet in the season. And I guess it starts after the mid-season. And it ain't good. Like, from what I'm saying, it ain't good. But I, like, you know... It's tough. It's really tricky. I I think it's a good show. I think they overdid their anger about Jenna Lyons leaving at night. I find it interesting that they're not huge drinkers. I mean, Bryn to me is the most like kind of out there that I've seen with drinking. But two of the cast members, Uba and Jenna, don't even drink at all. I see Jessel with some wine, but I've never seen her what seems to be drunk. And Aaron the same. And Sai, I don't even... Uh, yeah, I guess like a little drink here and there. Um, I like Sai's story. I like that she says that she grew up poor. I did as well. I think it's a really, really humble um, way to kind of enter your life. I think she's very grateful for what she has. And she also works her ass off. And she's not ashamed to say that. Like the whole joke about, you know, anything she's doing, she's also saying swipe up, swipe up. Like I'm not going to hate on someone that is trying to make money. 
It, it to me feels great. And I don't think size husband works. Am I crazy to think that? Did I, did we get that feeling from season one? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. A lot of you guys like that they aren't drunks because the drunks are stuck on OC and the former New York. Those are the drunks. Ah, it's like so much drinking. Okay. Oh, he's retired. Yeah. Her size husband is retired, but you retire your husband when you're making enough money to retire your husband. So I would imagine, unless he has a lot of family money, I would imagine she's doing pretty well. Good for her. Okay. So now we spoke about Bryn. We spoke about Jenna. We spoke about um, Jessel. We spoke about Aaron. Okay, great. So we're going to keep watching. Um, Tomorrow's Big Brother. We talked about it yesterday. I am excited. August 2nd, we've been watching The Traders at home. Do not ruin it for me, but we're a few episodes in. My whole family watches it. We're all very excited and into it every episode. Um, my kids love it. It's a really fun show, The Traders. So if you're looking for like a family-friendly kind of murder mystery clue type show, but it's also reality-based, um, The Traders is good. And I think Big Brother could be kind of similar to that with a family. Next, Love is Blind. So- Guys, we all know what's happening right now with Bethany Frankel. Bethany has been loud and proud speaking about unionizing reality stars, talking about how there needs to be an end to the mistreatment, how they need to be back paid for residuals, how they need to have better rules on set and better, you know, treatment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think, I think, <laughs> way to start them young, my kids. Get, get on that reality train. Oh, yeah. You should... My eight-year-old talks to me all the time about Mary Cosby. He thinks she's the funniest thing because he saw one episode of um, early uh, Salt Lake City. Okay, so do I think, and I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to say it again. I think Bethany has good intentions in the, I'm going to take that back. I think Bethany has good points in this fight. I also think what I said yesterday is that these stars are replaceable. I also think that, yes, the Spencer Pratt's of the world and the the Heidi Montag's of the world and the people that were on shows 10 years ago on Real World and maybe the villains from, you know, um, old Married at First Sight or Bachelor or whatever, Project Runway, people that got treated very badly. I do think they're all going to come out right now and say like, yeah, it's messed up. And that's because they don't really have anything to lose. If you are on Top Chef season one and you were out after five episodes and no one remembers your name and maybe you work in the restaurant industry or maybe you don't anymore, you can come out now and say like, yes, that was bad. I got treated bad because everyone is looking for money. Not because I think that all of them have that intention, but let's be honest, right? Let's be honest. If you were on a reality show in 2006 and now you're coming out and and jumping on this train to be like, yes, we need to unionize and we need to get residuals and back payment, is it really for the future of reality or is it really for, you know, hopefully you can make some cash? I don't know. Now, that being said, um... Oh gosh, what am I missing? Oh, you guys are funny. Um, that being said, I did notice today, I saw an article on Daily Mail about a Love is Blind star. His name was Nick. He was in season, I want to say two. I could be wrong. Let me pull it up. I hate being wrong about these things when I talk about them. 
He was in, I watched this season because I loved Love, Love is Blind. And he is, his name is Nick Thompson. He was the one that married Danielle. I don't know if you remember. So they did actually get married. They seemed very, very happy, but it clearly was, you know, they ended up getting divorced. And apparently what he's saying is he was only paid $10,000 for 10 weeks of filming. And there has been zero discussion about residual pay despite the ongoing success of Love is Blind, which has run for four seasons. And it's going to have a fifth season in September. He also says that he is, um, it exploit, the show exploited him. And he said he lost his job last November and he's having an incredibly hard time finding a new one. Um, he was a VP in software for five years. He does have experience, but he has no more money. He's really struggling. He says he was also being kept prisoner during his time on the show. Um, and that's on quote. He uh, believes he was manipulated by producers and psychologists. He says they are in control of you 24 hours a day. You're filming 18 to 20 hours a day. You're mic'd up from the moment you get there and you're mic'd all the way until you leave. You go home at the end of the day. You're locked in your hotel room without a key, without your wallet, without money, without identification. You're held captive like a prisoner. Um, he had also mentioned somewhere else. I don't see it in this article, but I spoke to someone on his team who's a follower and a fan of this show. Shout out. And um, and she said that he was uh, – ignored what he was ignored his request for water multiple times and he did not he was only fed alcohol when he wanted water okay okay this is my thought and I told my friend and fellow doser that I was going to talk about this on the show and I also even said that I would have him on the show because I think it would be interesting to hear she I asked a couple things number one I said he did he, was he feeling and speaking out about this before the Bethany thing or now? And she has multiple articles that she said that she was speaking, he was speaking out about this and it was an actual thing. She said that, cause then I said, but didn't he sign up for this? Didn't he get onto the show reading the contract, especially if he's an intelligent guy and seeing all these things, Right. She says he was approached by casting producers on LinkedIn. He really didn't watch reality TV. He's someone who always genuinely wanted to get married, start a family, but was skepti skeptical about the impact on his mental health, which he struggled with in the past. He actually had his therapist speak with the show, which pretty much promised no negative impacts on his mental health. Uh, while filming, he was denied food and water at times and only alcohol was available. After filming, he struggled with his marriage like many others do when every move is being analyzed and then begged the show to help them find a marriage counsel counselor and the show ignored him. Okay, here's my thoughts. And I told her I was going to tread lightly because I believe, I think the two truths can be true. Two things can be true, right? I think that one thing that can be true is that you have a bad experience on a reality show. You have um, conditions that are very challenging. Most people are not used to being without a phone, without their computer, without their routine. Like it's hard enough for me to go on vacation in, you know, 
when I was away in Israel because I was off my routine. It's already, that's hard enough. So imagine you're on a reality show. You are cut off from the outside world. You have no access to your phone, to your normal routine. You maybe can't work out the way you normally do. You can't go see things that make you happy. You can't go see your shows that make you laugh. Like who knows what? Who knows? And it can be true that you know you're getting on a reality show. Any therapist, she's saying that his therapist spoke to the show to like to confirm that there would be no negative impacts of mental health. Here's my thought. You don't need to speak to a show to know that being on a reality show is going to negatively affect you in some way. It could also positively affect you in some way, but you run the risk. I don't understand what person to be honest, 100%, I struggle with this. I don't really understand what person goes on any reality show. And I'm talking any show, Big Brother, Housewives, um, the show Tom Sandoval's on with the Special Forces Unit, The Traders, any of these shows without a risk of struggling with your mental health, with anxiety, with panic attacks, with depression, with the world hating you, with the world you know, getting a bunch of new followers with people knowing who you are when you walk down the street. Now you could also be getting, and this is why we sign up, money, true love, fame, product placement, um, brand deals, the ability to grow your business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is a risk. I'm saying this as a PSA right now. Do not go on a reality show if you're struggling with your mental health ever, ever done goodbye? No. Who's not struggling with their health is the question. But there are some people out there that have thicker skin and that are able to go onto a situation where they know that they can potentially get not only struggle in the, in the actual show, meaning your heart could break, people could be mean to you, you could get bullied, you could get injured, all those things. But just knowing that the world may also jump against you. And that being said, and that being said, if you know this, do you do you have the thick, thick enough skin? And to be 100% honest, and I say this like I want to hear Nick's side of the story, but his therapist did him a disservice. If he really had his therapist call the show and say, you know, what's going to actually happen here? And then went back to Nick and say, no, I think you're good. You should do the show. That therapist did a disservice because every therapist should know that reality TV runs the risk of being bad for your mental health. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry, you guys. I really, okay, Sarah, Sarah's here. So what is Sarah saying? Nick would also say that. The show can be transparent about these things though. Okay, so Sarah, I'm so glad you're here. Yes, I want to hear all of the sides and I'm so interested. I just don't know how it's one thing if you're coming and saying like real world 2003 was the worst thing of my life because there wasn't as much information then. But now you guys just know this from the future, from 2023 and on. If you are struggling with anxiety, panic attacks, depression, um, God forbid, you know, um, unaliving yourself thoughts, um, anything like that, like do not re do not go on a reality show. I don't care how much money you need. It's never going to be a good idea. 
If you have thick skin, you're okay with online criticism. You're okay with the world potentially hating you. You're okay with losing friends, losing husbands, losing wives, losing relationships with your best friends, all those things. If you're okay with that, then go for it. Of course, production and the network were um, were going to lie to to the therapist too. I also say that. Like I'm going to also say that the therapist and was probably lied to from production because the production has one job, one job, and that's get that cast in that moment, right? Like when I was a casting director, I would negotiate anything and everything I could if we had um, an offer out for an actor. And then they said, oh, but we need this in the trailer. We need this more money, or we need this day off, or we need to make sure that we're working exactly this, or I get this credit, a main card, end card, shared card, you know, not on a scroll, this, that you work your ass off to make the deal work, right? It's tough, you guys. It's really, really tough. And I feel for him and I worry about anyone out there that is still auditioning for reality shows that is not mentally ready for it. So it's really tricky. Now, Bethany is saying that a lot of people are coming out from Project Runway, from all these other shows and and joining her forces. And we'll have to see what actually happens here. I want to know if if she has the best intentions for everyone or if she has Bethany's intentions in mind. That's what I want to know. But for Nick, as far as Nick and as far as Danielle and every other Love is Blind contestant and other show, because we've heard now from a few Love is Blind contestants, I feel for them. I, I, I'm sorry for them. I really am. It's not that I'm like coming at them mad at them in any way. It sucks. It really sucks for these people. And it's unfortunate that going on a public show is going to make you lose your job. I don't know like the details about that, but it does suck. It sucks. Um, I got, uh, I've got, uh, what's the word? Not, I was approached. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you to me. I was approached for a reality show back when I was working as a casting director some uh, reality production company came to my partner and I and wanted to do a reality show about like behind the scenes of casting. Um, I was a hundred percent down. I didn't do it because I thought my job would be jeopardized in the future because of course you're going to say things that are going to make you look like shit. If someone filmed me after I auditioned every single person that I auditioned in all those years I would come off looking horrible sometimes, 100%. And I was like, it's not going to be a good look. Do you guys remember that show Project Greenlight with um, with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? And it was like the behind the scenes of making a TV show and it was or making a movie. And it was so, so good. And I remember the casting director on that show. I had worked with her actually on one project like when I was probably 23 years old. She looked so not good in some of those scenes. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, like that is not going to be a good vibe for me. Like, I don't think that's going to be a good look. And I'm so glad I wasn't even married at the time, but I'm so glad I didn't do that because I knew in the back of my mind, like they're going to paint it in a negative light. You're never going to come off angelic. Because even on Real Housewives, think about it. If you have a great season, like Jenna Lyons right now is having a good season. We are all team Jenna right now. I don't think anyone out there hates Jenna Lyons. But who knows what would happen next season? 
Because that's how it always works. Like we loved Kyle, then we hated Kyle, then we loved Kyle, then we hated Kyle. We loved, you know, Bethany, then we didn't, then we loved, then Carol. I mean, that's how it works. We love, we hate, we love, we late. I mean, every season is a new thing, right? Anyway, um, yeah, Project Greenlight was so good. All those old realities were so good. Um, okay, so I'm running a little bit long. It's about 34 minutes. I try really hard to keep it really tight and uh, not so long. I will go deeper into all of this on my Patreon, of course, this week. Um, ah, I was going to talk about Zachary Ty Bryan. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll share that uh, tomorrow because I don't want to take up too much time about um, the former Home Improvement star and my experience parting with him in Mexico a few years back. Um, And then, of course, I want to talk tomorrow about this Lizzo story where apparently she forced her backup dancers, she's getting, you know, sued, that she forced her backup dancers to watch sex shows and to do some pretty crazy nude things or crazy things with nude, like, strippers in some sort of sex district in Amsterdam. And she was it was a really bad experience on working with her. And that makes me sad because I like Lizzo a lot. Um, but of course, you know, I'm here to bring you guys all, all of the good stuff. That's what I care about. That's all I care about is bringing you guys all the juice. Uh, all the I don't want to use that word. What word can I use other than that? All the, um, all the, not tea, not juice. What word can I use? All of the, let's think of a word. All the deets, all the goss, deets and goss, all the things, all the dose, the dose, just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go round. You guys are so funny. I love it. I'm not using that word, the S word or the J word. Okay. Talk to you guys later and, um, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.